When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, welcome into the Dublin Denver podcast on the Mile High Report Podcast Network. Uh, delighted to join everyone this week. It's going to be a good show. We're, we are now uh, around three months out from the start of the season. Delighted to be joined by Colin, 4.7 billion Cronin. Stuart, uh, here comes the money, Roach, and Michael, hey. Walmart, McQuaid. Uh, decent show, lads. Uh, obviously, the big news over the last 24 hours is that the Broncos have, uh, well, hasn't officially happened yet, but they've entered in the, they've entered into an agreement with the Walton Penner family for a, a US sports franchise record sale of around $4.7 billion redos. I will read out the statements from both parties at some point uh, over the next 20 to 25 minutes. But uh, first off, Colin, welcome in. Uh, how much of this are you receiving? Not as much as Johnny Bolin is getting. Johnny Bolin and the rest of the Poland kids are about half a billion dollars richer each. I believe Pat's brother is about a billion uh, richer. And the, the Broncos have the, the richest owner in the NFL. But ultimately, what this comes down to is the desire to, to win. And that's, I think, what we really want to see. But having a cash-rich owner makes a big difference. I mean, we have seen this week with Aaron Donald get the contract that he he has. If you have a cash-rich owner, you can essentially kind of navigate the, the cap in, in totally different ways. You can manipulate it. You can make it work for you. And that is what the Broncos have undoubtedly missed, um, particularly over the last number of years. Every single year, there will be a story about how much the Broncos had in cap space and how it would roll into the, the next year and how it would get used. And every single year, it would roll on and roll on and roll on. Like those, uh, you know, the lotteries that just keep grow, ever ever growing, but nobody ever seems to win. So hopefully, for me, that's one of the, the things um, that the new owner will will change but it is about having an owner who wants to win not just an owner who wants a shiny new toy you a big fan of walmart Stuart? it's a, it's an interesting time for this team yeah we'll be able to uh, buy jerseys and six packs and if uh, my memories of walmart from the mid 90s or anything to go by um yeah it's uh you know it's somebody i think was andrew mason put out something today which is astonishing um if you combine the owner of the panthers uh tepper the hunt family owned the chiefs stan Kroenke, and jerry jones who obviously owns cowboys combined have less of a net worth than walton combined um the numbers are startling 
Um, I just want to just go back and what Colin was saying. It, Johnny Boland has half a billion. I'm, you know, that's can't see how, how anything is going to go wrong there in any way, shape, or form. So I'd say, you know, there'll be absolutely no news from Johnny. Uh, still didn't get to run offensive plays though, which was a sort of a pipe dream of ours for a while. Would have been interesting towards the end of last season. Um, but yeah, no, just. The, the, you know the, the numbers are off the charts and um, they're they're just so so incredibly large they almost sort of defy belief um the other thing that's very interesting is that um one of the people who are involved in this is uh melody hobson who um is a very successful business person in her own right uh she's been uh i think she's ceo of aerial investments and she's on the chair of starbucks she's also married to george lucas yes that george lucas michael um which is just you know so this is this you a big is star a, wars fan you like you big i'm 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 a i'm, I'm a, a enough of a star wars fan um you know i i'm old enough to have seen the first star wars in the cinema um so empire strikes back which is you know clearly the best star wars movie and it's not even close um, but yeah, no, I'm a big enough Star Wars fan, but I just think that's intriguing. Um, so Melody Hobson is part of the group, uh, George Lucas is clearly better half. And uh, yeah, it's, it's good news, as Colin was saying, like the, a cash-rich organisation. Um, you know, I guess it, it, we've sort of said this before, if this was sort of the English Premiership or, you know, if this was football in Europe, this would sort of prompt fans of the organisation to think that you know, transfers are now are going to come in thick and fast. So, you you know, you've got the likes of PSG, you've got the likes of City, you've got presumably Newcastle next year. It doesn't have that because of the salary cap here, because of free agency. And, you know, there are no transfer fees. But there are other ways, like Colin touched upon, where, you know, certainly life becomes an awful lot easier. Um, there were astronomical figures mentioned um, for Russell Wilson's potential new contract uh, a couple of days ago. That, for example, doesn't seem like such a problem anymore. Um, you know, so I think just on a very basic level, that's something to get excited about. So, you know, the nightmare scenario would have been to have Russell Wilson for a couple of years and not been able to, to, to keep him. That doesn't seem to be a problem. So it looks like Russell is going to be here, hopefully, form and fitness permitting for at least five to six years. Um, yeah, so it's, you know, it's a good day. It's, it's as we sort of said out here before as well, it's kind of been an unusual kind of done things just by circumstance really we've gone about things an unusual way in that normally you get a new owner then you get a new head coach then you get yourself qb we've done it sort of differently uh but we still have arrived at the uh the desired outcome uh albeit in a sort of circuitous route but uh yeah no it's, it's it, this is good news it's the last thing to really to really fall into place and i do think look the very best will in the world i think we all want Hackett to succeed it's good he's a young energetic offensive head coach um I think with with people like this um the standards now are going to be very high so for example you wouldn't you'd imagine it's difficult to talk about this because these people don't have any history of sports but you can imagine what they are as business people um you're not going to get a stay of execution like Vic Fangio got, for example, when it was clear to virtually everybody that Vic Fangio was absolutely not cut out in any way, shape or form to be a head coach. Yet for some reason we gave him another year. You'd imagine that kind of stuff is, is going to be in the past. So um, as I said, I hope Hackett really works out. He, he, he comes across brilliantly. 
um, but the proof of the pudding is 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 still to come. Um, but the standards now, I think, are going to hopefully return to the way they were under Pat Bowler, which was um, you know playoffs with a minimum expectation. And it's about time that uh, we got back to those ways. I think. I just want to give a shout out to a lad from Ireland, Colin. You've probably seen this over the last couple of minutes, yeah, on your phone. Uh, Mark Hogan, who tweeted this, and it's an incredible tweet now. John Elway was offered 20% of the Denver Broncos for 51.2 million when adjusted for inflation, inflation in 1998. It would have been worth 867 million euro, over a billion dollars today. Um, how do you think Mr. Elway's feeling today, Colin? Um, he might be making different noises as he takes the electronic scooter wherever he's taken the electronic scooter. But I, I wouldn't say it's woohoo that he he is saying. Um, yeah, th- this this K, I, th- I think there there have been stories around this, and I'm sure there's various other um, bits and pieces that will will come out. It possibly wasn't as quite as straightforward, but anyway, look. Um, you know, uh, it, I, I imagine given John Elway's love for the Broncos, the fact that he has been involved in every single Super Bowl championship that we have won, he is happy to see a new ownership uh, in in place because we were drifting. And that was one of the, the, the big issues was the fact that um, we, we didn't, with the trust in situ, we just had, we were drifting. Um, and now we have an owner in place. And as George pointed out, the GM in place, the head coach is in place and, and the QB is in place. So we should be certainly at the races, even if you're, you're not always winning it. And um, you know, I, I suppose all the talk now is going to be, does Elway have a role? Does Peyton Manning have a role? None of that is clear at the moment. Obviously, this is all just happening. It, it still has to be actually rubber stamped by the league as well. But look, that's a, a formality. Uh, so I'm sure a lot will come out over the next few weeks. And it, that will be something very interesting. Obviously, are there going to be any other changes uh, in terms of uh, the Broncos front office and how things operate? billionaires tend to to want you know their own people around but he may want to see how things play out uh, you know the broncos have been very um good in terms of how they have run the ship everybody who you know all the the bidders we've seen not just the the waltons come out but obviously some of the losing groups have come out to say that how the pr- process was handled was first class but you know, people who are very, very successful business people often have their own people that they want to bring in to help to run things. So that will be something to to keep an eye on. And obviously, the other thing is the stadium. Yeah, and just just sort of looking at that, I, I was going to say this before I seen the whole Elway comments. Uh, the news came out overnight for us, and I woke up and went, "Oh." Nice. Forbes leaked it a couple of days ago when I seen our, our dear friend Michael Cliss said at the time that there was nothing official happening. But it, it seems as if you know that was that it might have been Monday and they just sort of kept it for a little bit. But uh, Joe Ellis has just obviously thanked everyone that's helped him get to this point in, in a statement. And he's saying that it marks a significant step on the path to an exciting new chapter in Broncos history. In terms of what you said, Colin, about Peyton Manning, um, I read an article this morning which stated that you know, he would have to choose between the ESPN gig and and a stake in the team. I, I'm not sure if there's a rule behind that, but I don't see why he can't do both. Um, 
And Stuart, I, I'll put you up here next. Knock the stadium down, build a new stadium. Play in Boulder for two or three years. Knock it down to Frigg and build a proper stadium in that area. They've got a huge car park around that. I'll repeat what I said. Knock it down and build a multi-billion dollar stadium. Because as you say, Colin, um, it's time to put the money where the mouth is. This guy's worth, what, 70, 80 odd billion dollars. So uh, let's get a big stadium. Let's get a proper, amazing training facility built in the same way that the Rams have done, and, and look what happened to them. So Stuart did say, it's promising times. Would you like to see the stadium uh, rebuilt, or have you got different ideas? Well, I have to admit now, I've never been in the stadium, um, so I, I'm going to have to take you, your guys' word for it. But I know when you came back from the Super Bowl, the two you know, the two of you guys couldn't have spoken any more impressively about so far. You know, I think you, you were both blown away by it. Um, and I think as well, like, just uh, th there is I think there is previous in regards to this where a new owner comes in and I and I think also you know I think we've kind of there's a year left I think on the lease um with Invesco Field so I think it, it there is an opportunity to do this and also I think the Titans um have a stadium that's around the same age as ours and I think there was a report that they they did some kind of um, estimation that renovation um, and the costs would actually cost close to two billion, um, and they decided that they could buy, build a completely new building for um, about 300, uh, 300 million over it. So I think it was like two point three billion, and they decided just to go with the new one. Um, so I think, you know, it might be something that the group would look to do. It would certainly make quite a statement early on um you know and i think you know michael you're talking about state-of-the-art training facilities um you know again you can say what you like about jerry jones and most of us do take great pleasure in doing it but apparently the, the complex they have um is incredible you know and i think it's something like you can you know you you, you can you can also make money from from um from this as well so yeah and also the city sometimes can get involved in paying for it too you know that's the what you don't want is is the threat of of, of, of the team being moved in order to get the city to, to stump up the cash we don't want to see that happening you know obviously but uh yeah i i think there's what's been interesting with the broncos this year i think is that you've seen noise about certain topics um you know, for example, the new owners, for example, a new quarterback, for example, our appearance in London, and they haven't gone away. And then suddenly it's, it seems like it gathers pace and it's out there. And, and for me, the new stadium was one that you, you kind of heard it mentioned a while back, you know, as potentially something that a new owner might like to do. So I think that could be, it wouldn't surprise me at all if, if, we were to find out that next year's, um, which I think, as I said, is the last year of uh, on the lease, is the final year that the Broncos there, um, um, or you know, it depends on how long it would take to build a new stadium. Probably a little bit longer than that, but I, I wouldn't be hugely surprised to hear that there's a new, a new stadium in the near future for the Broncos. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, you've been to Denver multiple times. Do, do you think now is the time to get rid of a? 20 odd year old stadium and, and do something different with it i i i think you can like you know and we, we've both been there and i i can imagine 
at the time it was built, it was the highest of its class, but time moves on. Like even this cowboy super stadium that was built in the early 2000s now doesn't really compare to like, for example, SoFi. So obviously time's always going to move on, but do, do you think the Broncos should build a new stadium or do you think Walton needs to look at other things first up? It really depends because while SoFi is fantastic and the just every, everything about it works, when I consider what's happened with the, the 49ers and, and Levi's, it looks lovely, but it's, it's not Candlestick Park. It, it doesn't hold that same magic. Now, you know, so, some are going to say that that's because they haven't had uh, Joe Montana uh, Jerry Rice there, but the the 49ers have gone to a, a Super Bowl in um, in recent times, and Jimmy G could have prevented the the Chiefs from winning it if he was able to throw the ball. But that's a topic for a different podcast. I, I think if it if it's done, it, it has to be done right. I I really like um, you know the the current stadium in some ways. I I don't don't particularly like the name. And if I was Bob Walton, and I wanted to really win fans over, why not have, um, you know, change the the name of the the stadium at least uh, for uh, a, a year or so after the lease runs out to um, the Pat Boland Stadium. Uh, I think that would be a, a really lovely kind of honor. Or if you are going to build an, a new stadium, then maybe do that for the the new stadium. Look, uh, there'll always be the different arguments, I suppose, around. Do you do you knock it and rebuild where it is, or do you go out by the airport? And there are people who will like both ideas, um, because obviously, if you go out by the airport, you have so much space. Um, I don't know if they would then shift Lucifer over to uh, to outside the Broncos Stadium uh, to to be friends with uh, some of the the other uh, statues, um, but. Other people will obviously want um, the the Bronco Stadium to to remain where it's really all, always been or close to to there. Uh, look, the the first point of, of business has to be that the team returns to winning ways. It has been too long since um, we had a winning season. It has been too long since we were in the the playoffs. So to me, now that the owner is in situ the stadium can be a much longer um wait I, i'm not i you know um and, and i'm sure season ticket holders might have different opinions but to me that is you know can be put a little bit on the long finger i i wanted an owner in because as i talked about earlier on the podcast i really felt there was a little bit of a drift and that was a, a concern but now that all the key people are in place and we see reports coming out just now that allegedly they want manning involved we shall see um you know that that to me is the the cornerstone um the team needs to be successful on the field everything else can follow um, and that report, Stuart, is from Nine News, which we all know at this point, Stuart, is basically Patrick Smythe. Uh, I'm joking. It's basically the PR department of the Broncos. Technically, I'm only messing. But uh, Peyton Manning would be a nice guy to have involved, wouldn't he, wouldn't he Stuart? And I, I was actually going to ask you before, before Colm said this, Stuart. You know, this is hell of an off-season for us. Russell Wilson, London, and now a new owner. Can it get much better at this point, apart from winning a few games? Well... You have to remember what this time last year was like. 
Um, it was Vic Fangio and Teddy Bridgewater is the leader in the clubhouse in, <laughs> in training camp. Um, and I mean, in fairness, we all had doubts about Teddy and we certainly had doubts about Vic. So this is, uh, this is sort of almost fantasy land in comparison to where we were 12 months ago. Um, it's fantastic. You know, you, you kind of, I know we've been saying it for a bit now, but you, you just kind of want the stuff to start happening. You want that, you want the football to be, you know, God knows you never want to wish away a summer. Um, but, uh, you know, it'd be great if, if, if it was suddenly September, um, you know, it's, it's, but I do still, you know, the new owner is great. Hackett is great. You know, um, reports of Peyton Manning getting involved. This is fantastic. But to me, still to this point, the key moment in all of this offseason was getting Russell Wilson. I'm sorry. It, it, it just was. It, that has, for me, changed the outlook on everything. Um, it would be brilliant to get a new owner. You know, anyway, it would have been brilliant to, to get a, an exciting young um, head coach like Hackett with great energy. But it wouldn't really matter if we didn't have a Kobe B. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's just, it just it, it really does change everything. Um, you know, and I think if you look at our uh, off season and you compare it to say the Browns, um, now that's that's what I call an off season. If the uh, news reports that broke yesterday about Deshaun Watson and his his um, his his lawyer who who uh, had some interesting things about the. Uh, the uh, legalities of what constitutes a... but there is a Stuart there's an alternate universe where we talk to Sean Watson and we don't have an owner and that's that's a possibility yeah. but that whole thing yeah that whole, that whole thing's a different podcast yeah entirely. absolutely well that's a podcast we need to very we need to make sure we have our our uh, our, our uh, Lionel Hurts uh, that's yeah you need <laughs> no money sure done <laughs> we need to make sure we have our uh, our legal representation to hand. So yeah, no, look that you know, and I do know a few brands fans. You can't help but feel sorry for them, but uh, it's incredible. It's it's just been it's been magnificent. It's been a tremendous couple of weeks, and as you said, we do have, we get to see see the guys in in London, see the team in London as well. So this is you'd almost be you're, you're kind of making me a little bit worried now, Michael. It's all going maybe a little bit too well. So I'm I'm kind of maybe we don't want real football to start for a while in case somebody gets injured. No, I'm, I'm happy enough. I'm happy enough. If, if you are listening to this podcast, folks, if you tweet at Malahar Report and use the hashtag Dublin to Denver, Dublin TO Denver, if you want to ask us a question or two or three, we're going to be recording again next Tuesday, um, the 14th of June. So if you'd like to get in touch with us, please feel free to do so and ask us a question. Colm, have you anything else you want to add? Uh, I, I'm trying to get a player on next week. I, so I, that, I was... There's my exclusive for you. There, there we go. Um, well, now, now, now you, you know you have to, to to come good on on that. I I would say, while uh, obviously delighted with um, Russell Wilson, the trade. I think the ownership is a bigger issue long longer term. I think you know as as Stuart kind of mentioned earlier in the podcast. Imagine if you had brought in Russell Wilson and you didn't have an owner, and then in uh, you know, you did. You were trying to scramble up the the money. Um, so I I think that it, it ownership is really important in in terms of uh, teams, and um, you are seeing at other franchises um, when you have a, a a bad owner or no owner and there's a vacuum. It it just it 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 impacts on every single aspect, and it doesn't matter how good the rest of the organization is. It, it creates issues. So 
I am really, really delighted that we have an owner in place and we go into a season with the, the owner, the general manager, the head coach and the quarterback all seemingly aligned and wanting uh, to, to win football games. So fingers crossed the team will actually go and do that. Just before we go, I want to give uh, the very, very best to all our friends who are supporting the Avalanche. And Denver's just turned into a complete championship city over the last two weeks. Uh, I'm not going to mention the Nuggets, but uh, very, very best luck in the Stanley Cup. And thanks to all the lads that touched the trophy when they won it the overnight, the Western Conference. So hopefully they can bring it home, Stuart. Are you a big hockey fan, yeah? I have never really watched many hockey games, Michael, but obviously a Denver team, I would be... I have actually checked the results each morning that the, the game's been on, and uh, I know they swept their opponents. Um, so I think um, they seem to be the uh, the best team in the NHL, so hopefully they'll be able to carry it on. They did get a particularly nasty injury to somebody, though, I think, last week, so uh, uh, there seems to be some debate as to whether or not he'll be back um, when a really nasty cheap shot as well it looked like too um but yeah i'd, I'd love to see the avalanche win um because you know um it's it's been it's been a while that the the nuggets have been threatening to to, to take off but they've never really been able to get over it the, the hump but um yeah we go you know go go avalanche and uh yeah i mean we've been really lucky in the, in the last couple of weeks michael where just before we recorded something major has happened i'm not sure what else major there could be to happen and hopefully before we record next Tuesday. So, and hopefully it'll be major in a positive light, like it's been all the way through the off season so far. Um, but uh, yeah, no, go Avalanche. Uh, just for, for any listeners who obviously watching the abs do their thing and uh, their ability to outscore their opponents has been quite spectacular. I think 12, they've won 12 of 14 playoff games. But if uh, when, you know, you are looking for a companion piece, uh, check out Hurling uh, because the, uh, the, the, the monster final, uh, which is in the, the southern, southern part of the, the country of Ireland, the championship uh, game was on at the weekend and it was some of the best hurling that we have witnessed in decades. And for anyone who enjoys hockey, I think anyone who enjoys sport in general, you could not fail to be enamored by hurling. It is a truly brilliant sport, fastest field sport in the world. So um, there, there's a there's an, a, a crossover. We're encouraging our listeners to check out an Irish sport for the summer. And it'll all be done by the end of July. So you won't miss a minute of NFL action. I know we'll talk about Irish what, sport. What, right one thing, Michael, or one thing, Colin, my grandfather played for Limerick Miners. Oh, didn't know that. A long time ago, yep. Uh, right, lads, I, I got to go because my wife's text me saying dinner's ready. So thanks to everyone that's <laughs> listened. Uh, looking forward to seeing what happens over the next few weeks. Hoping to get some questions in next week and to get a player on next week over the, over the next few weeks. Uh, appreciate you lads taking the time this week, especially peak off season to chat. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Go Broncos.